Asha Arnold, investment consultant, Mr. Money Talk. Pat, reporting live for the final day, reporting from Fort Myers here. What, what a day, boy, uh, Judd. You and I were wrong. We were guessing that we wouldn't see Buck until March 15th, but they're going to uh, try to try it out today, see if it works. I didn't realize, you know, I saw him play a game in St. Paul last year, right? And he played over there twice. They didn't hit him any balls. But for the Twins, what what was Phil Miller's math? 554 days since he's been in center field for the oh, Twins. Wow. Yeah. wow. Unbelievable. He's trying to be as, I'll give him credit, he's trying to be as optimistic as he finally can. As he can. And interesting enough, the guy they got yesterday, Margot, can play center field, but Michael Taylor's a much better fielding center fielder than Margot is, so they must be fairly confident. I don't know. Because uh, Margot is more, I think they're more, Margot is more batting for, uh, you know, hitting against lefties for either Walner or Kepler, I would guess. So Yeah, although Margot, last year he only played like 150 innings in center field. The two years before that, he played, mm-hmm. I think it was 800 and maybe 700 innings in center field. Yeah. Yeah. And his, his metrics anyways were really good as of two years ago. Not as good as Michael A. Taylor, but yeah. I you, you can to- stick him out there. I talked to Mark Topkin, who's been covering the Rays forever and is probably one of the best beat men in the country. And he said his fielding was down a bit last year, they thought. But it is interesting. They gave him the seven and the 10. You know, they gave him the $19 million contract, but it was backloaded. So then they, when they traded Glass now to the Dodgers, they made the Dodgers take Margot, right? Yeah, as part of the deal to get rid of the salary, but they Tampa actually gave four million to the Dodgers, yep. which is really weird to make that trade for the two younger guys, and then uh, now the Twins got that back and a little more. Falvey admitted yesterday, so I think his salary's uh, ten or eleven, but the Twins are probably only picking up five of it or so. They're picking up four. Yep, and, and the, the Dodgers, he, he's got a $12 million team option for 25. Yeah. That's a that's a $2 million buyout that the Dodgers are going to pick up if the, the Twins Dodgers buy him out. The Dodgers are getting that, too, and the, the odds of the Twins not buying him out are probably probably a thing. Wait, can you buy a guy out and then bring him back for half these? You can, can't you? Yeah, right? I think I so. I mean, if they like him a lot, you know, he's he'll never, in the modern structure of baseball, unless he rips it up, uh, you know, next this year, uh, he's he's never going to get his twelve, you know, any, anywhere. But uh, uh, you know, he's a good player, and uh, I guess he's a hell of a guy, big personality, and uh, all the Latin guys kind of assemble around him, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a he's a popular guy. So I what didn't we were hearing rumors that the Twins were talking to Kiki, right? Yeah. Yes. And it must be the Dodgers saying, we want Kiki, do you want Margot? <laughs> yeah, know? what's so, what's it going to take to end this stare down? We'll give you Margot. Yes. <laughs> and, but I think they like Kiki because he can play all over, right? And the Twins don't need one of those guys. They got, you know, they got a bunch of guys that can play all over. They got Austin Martin. That's what they're, that's what they're doing with him down here is having him, uh, you know, play in the outfield, play all over the infield, super utility. I don't think he's going to – he's not going to start the cl- year with them, but he could end up here. Willie Castro's uh, fate is going to be interesting. I mean, he was really good for him last year. They like him a lot, but uh, 
this kind of reduces his playing time considerably, I would think. Yeah. Right? It also, I mean, on Austin Martin too, it, it, it kind of, you don't have to keep him on the 26 if he's not ready now too, yeah. right. With, with Margot coming up. But wait, what have you learned about Austin Martin? He's been in, he was in left field for the grapefruit mm-hmm. league opener, right? So yes. what have you kind of, you talked about? I, I was really thinking they were, you know, I actually wrote it when I wrote a feature on him thing. And he kind of thought it too, that he'd be playing a whole lot of center field because they were looking for the other center fielder. But uh, apparently that was never their idea because all the time when camp first started, he was taking all his workouts were in, in the field, in the, in, in the infield. But I think they really feel that he can play second, short, third, and anywhere in the outfield. So he's probably going to be one of those guys. But what's interesting about Margot, though, is it's a little different than the Joey Gallo pickup, right? This is a guy who can run. Yeah. And and is a hitter, not a no power though. I mean right. he, had, he had four home runs last year. So are we now switching philosophy? Do we want to yes. now get the ball and play? This is right. This is I mean, they went so far down the path of we don't care about strikeouts and yes. they kind of thumped yeah. their chest about it. But they swapped out Joey Gallo and Michael A. Taylor, who were two of the top yes. seven strikeout rates in all of baseball. Yes. For Carlos Santana. And Manny Margot, yeah. who both rarely yes, strike that's, out. Uh, that's a very good point, Phil. I was just thinking. I forgot about that. I forgot that Taylor strikeouts were that high. But mm-hmm. I'll have to, when we get Falby today. I'll have to. Are we now? Are we now? Uh, hit the contact uh, club. Uh, we, we we give it up on hitting nothing but home runs. It's it, it is an interesting uh, transition. That's for sure. And I think the. Did the game switch a little last year and caught them, you know, uh, by surprise that with the running and the people running and stealing because they came up with the new rules to encourage running? And I, I, I don't know if, uh, but it is, uh, yeah, I mean, Santana, he'll strike out too, but he also walks uh, 120 times or something. Do you think he's going to be a regular? I don't know. Is he? I, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's their best. Of first base. He should be their first baseman, really. More yeah, more I'd days than not. Depends upon Kirilov, uh, too. Well, yeah, they, the one thing we keep forgetting is they have a DH spot open now. Yeah. You know, with Buxton playing so they can, all of these guys can, you know, you can you can play a couple of them at the, you know, like Kirilov. Kirilov's a good first, he's, he's an okay first baseman, but he has not, uh, I have only seen him bat five, six times this spring, and he's not killing the ball yet, but... Uh, who, who knows what his is uh, bringing in Santana does make you think they're, they're they might be more worried about him than they are uh, Buxton. I don't know. Well, yeah, in my, in my classic that. spring training overreaction so far, Pat, through three days is I believe Kirloff again today is batting lead off. So they're, they're clearly trying to get him as many at bats as possible yes. quick and as quickly as possible to see where he's at. And they let him, uh, they kind of let him stay in the game the other day longer than the, the other guys did. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting day. Uh, you're, you're just going to sit there and just make it through four innings, buddy. Take it out. Is Buck going to play four? Get your, oh yeah. He'll play four, but then right. they probably get his third at bat. They might let him get a third at bat. I don't know mm-hmm. if they'll let him get a third at bat. If they get away with four innings, did you see he's goofy though, man. He'll give you some goofy quotes. Did you see his quote to Phil Miller? 
says, I hope I drop one in the first yeah. inning because it always makes me concentrate more. What the, I, you know? I, I want to get the drop past me, so then I won't. Yeah. Try. He, his quote was, once I drop one, I'll never drop one again. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, whatever whatever you got to do to lock it in, I guess. It is spring right? training. Yeah, that, that is true. So, so tomorrow is the biggest day to find out. Does he wake up with yeah, inflammation or, yeah, or something yeah, crazy, that's, right? That's probably true, yeah. Although he's been running and, you know, he's been doing all the stuff. So, uh, uh, but it's, uh, you know, if, if the whole picture changes, if he, if he can play, we'll find out. But I, again, we talked about it the other day. If it was this simple, it's taken a couple of flaps out. Why did it take two years to do it? You know, why didn't we take those flaps? Can we look at the flap and signed <laughs> off on it? Ah, that flap's no problem. Don't worry about that, Joe. Let's get done here and go, yeah, go to Yeah, who's Murray's. the flap guy? The flap guy. Yeah. Needs to... <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know there was a flap. Can we preemptively get rid of other players' knee flaps, too, just to, yes, you know? Uh, let's, yeah, right. Anytime. Uh, whoever, whoever found the flaps, let's send all our guys to him. You know, yeah. from now on, when they have bad knees and bad shoulders and everything, it's uh, it it would be uh, miraculous. But he's you know, you're rooting for him. I mean, he's. I don't think he's a slacker. You? I don't think he's a no. I think not he at wants all. to be. I think he wants to be a great player. He just you know he's got the as I say he's got the bad skeleton. <laughs> you know, it's just. Yeah, I mean, the guy was a fantastic running back in high school in Georgia football and a, a fairly. I think a fairly well-populated school too. So it wasn't like in the lower class. He might not have lasted long in the SEC. I think he was going to go to Georgia though. I think he was recruited by them. So see, there, there's some fun Joe, Joe Maurer as a Florida state quarterback, Byron Buxton yes. as a, as a skill position God. player. I mean, to, to go mm-hmm. back and replay some of these careers would, would be fun. Wouldn't it? Yeah. So what do you think of Miguel being down 58 pounds? Uh, I, contacted Rhett Bollinger. I sent Rhett a picture of uh, Miguel and I together in 2015. And I said, one of these guys is back where he was in 2015. You know? yeah. And he, he laughed and he says, he looks great, but unfortunately every time he's batted so far, he struck out. So, <laughs> so has he, has he set the record for, Number of times showing up to spring training, 30 or more pounds lost from the last time he showed up to spring training. Because I know he's lost 30 pounds at least twice with the Twins. But the one year that he looked good again was pandemic. You know, when they went home and he went home and he celebrated the pandemic by gaining 50 pounds back. And he was he was never good, never good again. But I think were you down there this spring when he showed up? I mean, he showed up big in 16 and 17 and 18 or so. One of those years, he just showed up enormous. He was over 300, and they were in a complete panic. And I mean, he's a, he's a left tackle by nature. He could, you know, he could he could play at 300 in the NFL, don't you think? So probably I mean, he's, he, he's, he's played 300. The strikeouts are fine in football. Across, yeah. Yeah. Swing a bat across his back. He's uh, huge, but. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, we, you know, it's, I'm glad that I'm still here for one last uh, ball game down here to see uh, see the buck out there. And you know, we can cheer for him to drop one. That's uh, that's, that's what we're running for. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, the greatest negotiator in the history of professional football 
and his camp put out a video yesterday, Kirk Cousins. So day one of the combine, it's the center of the NFL universe. Yes. Agents, general managers, everyone descends upon Indianapolis and scheduled bang right off the bat Monday morning, Kirk Cousins, Twitter and Instagram accounts. Hey, look at me. He was on a tennis court for some reason. He was throwing passes, dropping back off the back foot, the Achilles foot and throwing passes, showing the world. Look how great I feel. Don't mm-hmm. forget about me when you're writing out $45 million checks here in a couple yeah, weeks. Teams. And by the way, with the $30 million increase in the in the salary cap, he ain't taking no bargains, I'll tell you that. He'll, he, sure he, you can get him a little over 40, right? But who wants it? Beyond the Vikings, who wants it? There's a list of teams that might. Like who? that. That's that's a thing. The Atlanta, Falcons, Raiders. Falcons make yeah, but Atlanta. Denver's they? out there. Doesn't Atlanta know they're bad? I mean, they, no. They, but that's the thing. Pat. Atlanta can takes, win that division. Yeah, it just takes well, one the team. Division, the division's the AL Central. So, uh, you know, that, that's the that's point. True. That's true. Takes one. What do we really think about these guys? What do we really think about the Vikings? If they got a chance to give up another draft choice and draft eight and get one of the three quarterbacks, they got to go that route. They can't commit to Kirk, don't they? Well, you they got to so. you get one of the three guys. I I don't know. Except I saw some I saw some mock draft that had a couple of those guys slipping, but they're probably going to go one, two, three, right? Uh, uh, one and two oh. for sure, and then it it looks like there might one of the like the Commanders or the Patriots could trade out, and then it, okay. then it gets kind of chaotic. But yeah, yeah. So are, is everybody convinced that uh, the uh, Bears are going to take Williams in and uh, and uh, actually trade actually Fields? in in his retirement column, Peter King basically sleuthed down. He thinks the Bears are going to trade that pick. He mm-hmm. he thinks the Bears. He he went through a scenario where the Bears are going to trade from uh, from one to two with Washington, move down to eight, and end up with nine uh, first or second round picks in the next two years. Wow. <laughs> Peter I King, don't know though. What, what, uh, you'd have to be seeing flaws in Caleb Williams then, right? If you did that, I mean, yeah. you'd have to yeah. say the no. guy's uh, got an erratic personality and he's kind of a big timer and all that stuff. But uh, you know that would, you know what though? If the Bears do that, Caleb Williams is guaranteed to turn out great. <laughs> it's going <gonna be laughs> well, yeah. to backfire on them if they do, and then and poor Justin Fields. If you don't, if you don't, if you pass on Caleb Williams, he's going to get, every time he throws an incomplete pass, they'll be booing the hell out of him if the Bears can't win a game. So, yeah, uh, it is, it is uh, quarterback mania in the modern NHL is NFL is just amazing. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, we've come a long way from, ah, what difference does it make? We won't play him for two, three years anyway. We'll, we'll have some old pot-bellied guy play for two, three years before we break out this guy. And now it's now it's all that matters in the draft is who's going to get which quarterback and who's going to be wrong about the quarterback. Yeah, but the, like you said, the $30 million jump, and it's the it's the second biggest percentage jump. It's the biggest cash jump in yes. in history year over year. 
And there's a lot of Vikings fans saying, oh, this is great. Now we can afford to sign Kirk. And this is like, <laughs> well, wait a second. No, this is inflation for the league. This doesn't mean that yes. you exclusively have more money to sign Kirk. It means everybody has more money but, to sign what Kirk. What this tells you is how much money are those thieves making that there's that they're that they have to admit they owe the players thirty million a team per year. Right. It means they're making like hundred and fifty million more. They're they're still screwing the players because they got D Morris down there living in a No, he's gone now. Well then it's some new guy. Who knows? <laughs> he's probably got the he's probably got the mansion next to D Morris down there in uh Curacao or someplace on the in the Caribbean. So it's uh, who is the guy? Who is the guy? Just I'll have to look up the name, but it's I, I guess it's a guy who's a little bit more difficult than Morris yeah, was. Seeing as how they ramrodded everything they wanted by well, him, not isn't this deal low like eight years or ten years or something? Isn't isn't the current one long? Oh, the CBA is yeah, but yeah. but the thing is they got they they made so many billions off of their new media deals yes. and stuff that they're like, oh, the accounting is great. This is a lot like, though, do you guys recall about five or six years ago, there was a similar jump in the NBA salary cap? Yeah. And and everyone just started to throw around. Yeah, they at, just spent the money. At, man. like, stupid investments. <laughs> and then, like, like, a year. Didn't Mike Conley get the highest contract in the NBA for a period? He might have. And I remember, like, there was a couple big men who got paid ridiculous yeah. money, and it's like, they're not even that good. Al Horford, yeah. This reminds mm-hmm. me of that. Yeah. Well, I but I'm. I'm always rooting for the, you know, I, I don't really care about the players in any other sport except these guys that are out there. You should love Kirk. You know, these guys are all going to be, you know, 52 and happy and somebody feed them with a spoon. And, uh, you know, they should get all the money they can while they can enjoy it. That's what my theory on those guys is when those thieves are making this incredible amounts of money. So, But you should all love that, Kirk, Royce. Kirk is yeah. your guy. Yeah, I don't like Kirk. Do you know what he's done for the Players Association? Like he, oh, he no, he's the poster right. oh, child that's... for ripping off the owners instead of him being ripped off. Yes, he is the poster child for how much of that? How much of that contract do we have to pay you? A hundred percent. He's the first guy to say a hundred percent. You know, it's a. Every time I ran into Chad Greenway at one of his daughter's basketball games this winter. Every time I see him, I think they made you cut, take a fifty percent pay cut, paid you, played you four hundred and some plays, and never gave you a nickel back. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, you you weren't going to be able to start. Then somebody got hurt. You played every down, and they didn't give you your money back. I th- you know what though? I think they've got his gray duck vodka inside some of those mixed drinks okay. in U.S. Bank State. I think All he's right. getting it back on the business end now. <laughs> in fairness. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's good. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a big day here at the ball yard. I wonder uh, Phillies are in town, which you mean you see a lot of fans here, but you won't see the Phillies. You won't actually see no. the Phillies. They're not coming know. down from. Was it Clearwater? No. Is that where they? We're are? not going to see Bryce playing first base. I can guarantee you. <laughs> we can. You know, you're not. If you, it's uh, you're going to see the you're going to see the correct laundry. Okay, they talk about teams college fans rooting for laundry there's baseball spring training you're rooting for the laundry actually no one's rooting for this laundry the fanatics uniforms apparently have not been uh have you have you been getting feedback from the players and 
the messed up names on the back and the thin material. Oh, the Have you light, followed the, the material? Apparently, you could be a sweat. They're going to be able to see your manhood or yeah. something. You know, <laughs> it's, I mean, yep. it's, uh, it's they got this. They got these linens. They look like one of these old Paul Newman movies from the '60s in the South, where they're all walking around in a white suit and burl lives and guys like that. You know, they're what a bunch of morons. Like. You know, uh, just I don't know. Let's go back to wool. Let everybody. Play I agree. Wool. Yeah, a hundred percent. Let's go back I'm, to wool and riding trains. Let's just go the, back the, all the way. Yeah. The drooping wool unis. Come on, let's go back there. <laughs> those guys. Yeah, those guys that. are playing. Think about those uniforms from a hundred years ago. It's like they're oh, literally wearing. It's like wearing a winter jacket for three hours in the middle of. And July. then you went back to a hotel without air conditioning in yeah. St. Louis or something <laughs> like that. It was it was a little different world. That's for sure. Yep. So, all so, right. Well, keep an eye on Buxton's knee for us, and oh we'll I'm see how he makes him. it up. I'm praying for him. If he's going to have problems, let it occur later in the week, okay? Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, got, I got 400 words. I hate to throw them away for no reason. So, all right. <laughs> Thanks, all right. Matt. Sounds good. There he Bye-bye. is, Roycey Unchained here on Score North.